0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, I'm Kylan. You're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the word, Laila, can you open us up in prayer, please? Yes. Thank
0: you.
2: Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord, and for your awesome and mighty works, God, and just for who you are, your character and your personality, Lord. And I thank you for showing us the many ways that you care for us, Lord, the mm-hmm. small and the big, Lord. And I ask that you will continue to bless our listeners, Lord, and the people that support our ministry, Lord. And I ask that you'll continue to reveal yourself to them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: amen. 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 Welcome, everybody, as we continue our study in 1 Corinthians. And um, so this morning we're going to go over the same set of scriptures as we did last time. But, um, you know, there's there's just some more things that the Lord's leading us to discuss and to share. So um, so we're going to do that. with that, can I get a volunteer to read verses 20 through 38, please, in chapter 15? I will all right Charles
2: but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep for since by men came death by men also came the resurrection of the dead for as in Adam all die even so in Christ all shall be made alive but each one in his own order Christ the first fruits; afterwards those who are Christ at his coming <clears throat> then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the father when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his foot. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death, for he has put all things under his feet. But when he says, All things are put under him, it is evident that he who puts all things under him is accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who puts all things under him, that God may be all in all. Otherwise that they do Otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead, if the dead do not rise at all? Why then are they baptized for the dead? And why do we stand in jeopardy every hour? I affirm, by the boasting in which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. If in the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantages is it to me? If the dead do not rise, let us eat, drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived, evil company corrupts good habits awake to righteousness and do not sin for some do not have the knowledge of god i speak this to your shame am i supposed to go to 38 yes yeah. please. but someone will say how are the dead raised again up and with what body do they come foolish one what you sow is not is not made alive unless it dies what you sow you do not sow that body that shall be but mere grain perhaps wheat or some other grain but God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body.
0: Bless you, Pons. Thank you. Well, amen. So I want to open the floor up, all right, to discuss what the Holy Spirit has been speaking and ministering to you about this section of scripture. And of course, if you have any questions, please ask them. All right? Okay. okay. Who'd like to begin?
2: I will. I found... I have a question. Okay. Why does this say say that they were baptized for the dead? Was he saying that the people before they, uh, when they were dead, they were put in water so that way they could be raised again? Or is he saying that the people who are alive were baptizing themselves for the dead?
1: No, um, the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. The end of the Gospels. Uh, Let's see. Uh, let's look at Matthew 28 and we can look at verse 18 and read to verse 20 says and Jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the age amen, amen. amen. so that was their custom of discipleship because that's the commission the instruction that the lord gave so they would baptize and the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he was saying, "If Christ is dead, why are we doing this custom?"
2: Oh, okay.
0: And then you also have this to look practice, at it, practice rather, exactly. And then you also have to look at it in context of verse nineteen, right? If in this life only we have hope in Christ, then we are of all men the most pitiable.
1: That—that's being if he is not in fact, exactly, risen. if
0: he has not been resurrected and then ascended into heaven, mm-hmm. right? If Yes. If they're putting all their hope in Christ, and they're saying, "Right, that He has not been resurrected," then right, they would be the most pitied. They would be deluded, right? And by delu- I mean um, confused, right? Yes. So you would pity them. You would feel bad for them, right? Yes. yes. So since that is not the case, right? They're not the most pitied. Does that, make, does that make sense? Yes. No. Because okay.
3: <laughs> that was my question. I was waiting to ask it because it seems what he's saying here um, that people are being behalf, baptized on behalf of other people.
1: So like in the name of Paul or the name of what Paul? Says, is that says, kind of Otherwise,
3: deal? what do people mean by being baptized on behalf of the dead? It's almost like to me like um, my dad died and I got baptized for him after he died.
0: Hmm. Okay.
3: That's why I'm confused by this, because it says they're being behalfed, uh, being baptized on behalf of the dead.
1: Yeah, I, I think he was still saying it, and if if right. you believe Christ is dead, then why are you being baptized on the behalf of, in the name of someone who's dead, or on on that behalf? I think he was still referencing Christ. It's just how it was picked up and articulated.
0: Um, but I don't believe Christ is dead. Of course well, not. Right. But he was still Amen. he was yes. Still yes. picking so up what, that point. What, yeah, it's, so, yeah. So so it. it because earlier right and we covered this earlier in in this in the week if you will right that he said there was confusion how should only find the exact verse right oh
3: okay so but, but you're saying he's contrasting that then yes. if you were being baptized right. and there was no resurrection why would right. be you doing be it? being baptized into a dead somebody person. who's dead right exactly. he's
1: continuing that thought yes yes not okay yes of Jesus is he's listing out those facts of why this so, doesn't make so sense he, for you to think yeah, this okay, way okay mm-hmm.
3: all right then that makes sense
1: okay yeah. yes it does Thank you. <laughs> yes Amen.
0: anyone else
2: okay i guess i'll go um verse 33 do not be deceived evil company corrupts good manners what i think good habits okay what i think paul is saying here is that he's saying that there's two aspects to it. He's saying about who you're hanging out with and what you're constantly doing. Okay. First, I was talking about, he's saying that if you're constantly around sinful people and you have a role and you're trying to emulate what they're doing, because Jesus was around sinful people all the time, but he wasn't wicked. But Paul is saying that people who are around wicked people and trying to live life like they are. And he's saying that if you constantly do that, while you may have good intentions and uh habits before you went there and you hanged out with those people they will probably be
1: corrupted <laughs> don't hang with them <laughs> Long, <laughs> <hung out. laughs>
0: yes so so yeah. we must be be careful there right because yes as you were pointing out sir jesus did go he, he said what it's not the those that are well that need a physician but those that are sick right in other words those yes. that don't yet believe in him so he also sent us out to those that don't believe in him But here is the difference, right? While we can be acquaintances, right, we cannot be best friends, right? Yes. We can have a relationship together, absolutely. But my relationship is first and foremost with Christ. So I have to guard that, right? I have to guard my heart, right? And His Word is written on the tablet of my heart. I have to guard that with all diligence, right? Yes. And ensure that nothing gets in right which goes back to something we were discussing last time about guarding yes, guarding our heart but watching our gates right and ensuring that nothing gets in that would uh so tears right that would then choke out the word from our lives right which goes back to what john was saying in first john right about um there were some that were dissuaded and then they left the faith, right? They didn't remain as a result. Does that make sense? Yes. And he's, he's giving that warning here, and it builds off of the point that Dean brought up, right, oh, in verse 29. And he's saying, so if, if there was no resurrection, right? Because, right, let's get back to this. He's addressing an issue, and that was that there were some that that questioned Christ's resurrection, well, where did that come from? Because it, it sure didn't come from Paul, mm-hmm. right? It's not what he taught. That's why he's, he's bringing this up and he's addressing this issue with them. He's like, I didn't teach you this.
1: That's what he says in verse two, the word that he
0: preached. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is the word that I preach, right? And this is that Christ was resurrected, mm-hmm. okay? So he's denoting that there's a difference, but we have to look at the, where it came from and then why, if we know it's in, in opposition to the word that we preached, which we hinge our, our faith and our hope and our love to the Father, right? Why do we hold on to this this thing that clearly is not truth? Right? And then yes. and then so then you see him start breaking it down systematically, articulating all these points, right? If you're saying there's no resurrection, then what what about these things? Right? And then as you get into verse 30. Right, so so that's the other point, right? Because we were talking how he's saying if if there's no resurrection, right, then why are you being baptized, right? Like pointing out the how can it be both, right? As a question I, I ask you guys all the time, right? If yes. this, then why this? Like how is it both? And and what's typically the response? It can't be both. It can't be both. Exactly. Okay. So then he amplifies it or, or at, brings it to an extreme level, and he's like, if. If you are saying, and if the belief is that Christ did not was not resurrected, but that's what he's preaching, then why is it that he and other apostles, right, other preachers and teachers and evangelists and, and uh, apostles and prophets, why is it that they are being hunted down and put to death all day long? Why is it that, right, and of course this is in, natu- in the natural but there's a spiritual element behind it. Because why? Satan, the adversary, seeks to silence the truth. Right? There, There's an element of out of sight, out of mind. Well, if I silence that was all the way back to Cain and Abel. If I remove the voice and the example, right? Yes. Then how can it speak against me? How can it con- convict or condemn me? Even though the Lord said, Abel's blood cries out from the ground all the, the blood of all the prophets, all the way back to Abel, cry out from the ground, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So he's saying, if this wasn't a big deal, if this is a, a non-event, right? Like, that Christ, or I'll say it plainly, if Christ wasn't re- resurrected, why is it that my saying Christ was resurrected, why is the result or the fruit of that resulting in opposition from people that... Don't want to hear that, right? Because we'll, we'll go back to the New Testament and, we, and um, uh, in Acts, right? With um, when Peter and John were there and they're brought before the the tribunal, right? And uh, and they said, "Hey, Gamaliel, who who was Paul's teacher, right?" <laughs> said, um, "Hey, be careful." If you oppose these, right, you may find yourself opposing God. He's like, because if it's not God, then it'll be brought to nothing, right? It'll just fade out. But, well, so Paul is, is building on that, if you will, here. And, and I don't know if Paul was there at that time or not. It, you, we can, right, we could speculate and we can do all those things. And, and I, don't, I don't care to do that, right? Yes. But you, we can see the similarity there where Paul is taking the a similar approach and saying, if we're saying that, that it's a non-event, that Christ didn't rise ag- again, right? Yes. A- and in fact, calling Christ a liar. Why is it that Paul preaching that Christ rose again resulting in so much opposition that people are literally seeking his life to kill him and to silence him? How can it be both?
3: On the point of um, bad company corrupts, yes <laughs> so there's a couple of things to, to to help with that it's easy for us to be um lulled into the lie that we're not subject to that <laughs> it's okay for me to hang out with these people it's okay for me to watch this it's okay for me to do this whatever it may be mm-hmm. it's in contrast to that and where paul is telling us to guard from that because it's um it's so easy for it to happen mm-hmm. so um Actually, uh, was with somebody who was similar in age to me the other day. We were having a conversation about this, and um, I uh, everybody in this room is uh, too young to remember, but uh, cigarettes used to be advertised on TV.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh,
3: I'll age myself. Oh, okay. I also remember that. Okay, <laughs> well, maybe you can finish this out then. Winston tastes good.
0: No, nope, I, I don't remember, remember that one. I don't remember.
3: like a cigarette should. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> That was your slogan. And most people, when you say that, will remember it, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Wendy's had um, an advertisement. Where's the? Where's the beef? Where's the beef, right? right? Mm -hmm. We remember these commercials. We remember them decades. after. I mean, Joe Campbell and all that, right? Absolutely. We can can go on with that. So we are influenced by that. But Mm -hmm. what's even more contrasting for us to understand how subject we are to that is a term called the Stockholm Syndrome. Yes, And the Stockholm Syndrome is basically where somebody is held captive by somebody, uh, typically kidnapped, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they actually begin to sympathize with their kidnappers Mm -hmm. after spending enough time with them. The influence is so great of those that we spend time with that even when somebody captures you against your will and takes you prisoner, that you can begin to become sympathetic to them and possibly even defend them. Mm-hmm. Later, at the at the severe onset of that, exactly. we are you're, you're all subject to this, and we yes. all must be on guard for it. Absolutely,
0: mm-hmm. and it, and uh, that's a great example there, brother. The the Stockholm syndrome, because it doesn't take long, right? Um, you know, study some of this out, and um, they estimate that it only takes three days for Stockholm syndrome to take effect, which then. They'll say is a it's a brainwashing, right? But you see the the results, if you will, where it's people not only sympathize with their their captors, right, the, those that have taken them captive, but then they are assisting them in their efforts, even though they were hostily taken. We well, get yeah, there's the Patty Hearst story, which exactly, that, but I mean, yeah,
3: when we can go in because they're they're in the psychological circles. There's debates about the Stockholm syndrome, sure. and 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 yeah, I'm just trying to just emphasize the point that we're all subject to influenced by those we hang around exactly, and, and not allowing ourselves to buy the lie that that won't matter to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Because so, it does.
0: But but it goes back to, to the seed piece, right? Seeds, as soon as they're put in the ground, right, and they have the nutrients and they have soil in there, and their water and all the things that are required, they begin to sprout. They begin to grow, even though you don't see the fruit of it right away. You don't see that sprout necessarily, you know, as soon as it goes in the ground. But rest assured, it's already doing... Uh, its job, right? And, and we we discussed this, you know, in, in previous lessons this week, where it's, uh, you know, it's if unless the seed goes in the ground and it dies, right? It perishes, right? But then there's fruit that results from that. Now, the Lord hopes for good fruit, right? And he's glorified by having good fruit and much fruit and that it remains, right? But yes. for weeds and tares and thorns and thistles and and even trees that produce bad fruit, right? They've got to be uprooted. And for us, it's in their, our spiritual life and walk. It's got to be replaced with truth.
1: Mm. And, and, oh, go ahead, Dean.
3: No, I just was just going to share something. It may be difficult for the listeners to pick up on this, but um, yesterday my neighbor and I cut the crepe myrtle back down again. Really? So this is, wow. yeah, already, so um so uh, the family was over at my house for those y'all listening and we cut down a crepe myrtle tree this is probably the sixth or seventh time i've cut this thing down as close to the ground as i can get it and it keeps coming back and so yes it did not die and so once things do take root it can take a long time it's a very difficult process to get them out and we just again just admonishing everybody to really maintain that guard but yeah i just thought y'all would yeah yesterday again it was probably four feet high that's wow! Yes.
1: I I knew you would have to stay on top of it. I, yep. I yes. spoke with the Lord about that before I lived. I was like, Dean's going to have to stay on top of this. Yes, well, but, you
3: know, I need the stump grinder to take it below the surface to sure. so actually get it to rot. But it takes a lot. Yeah. It's going heavy equipment has to be brought in. Yes, to yes. actually destroy this or, or and, dig mean, it so, up. So but that's I, I've lived in the house now for 14 years. Wow! And wow. have yet to be able to fully eradicate this tree. Wow. From my life.
0: So take, <laughs>
1: take heed what seeds you allow to go into your ground. Don't let them get in the ground. But if they do make it in there, dig them up by the root ASAP. Don't let them have any time. That's right. <laughs> That's Amen. right. Um, something I wanted to make sure that we share is we were talking about the evil company corrupts good habits. When Jesus was um, on his coming to the the time he was going to go on, get on the you know suffer on the cross and everything he prayed for us he he prayed for the disciples but the prayers also for us today that not that god would take us out of the world but that he would keep us while we're in the world that we would be preserved and saved while we're here so he already knows the world is wicked it's evil and he knew that the enemy would try to sow tears into the good ground the gardens that God has planted on the inside of us Jesus has made us his garden God knew that so what did he leave us knowing these facts his word and the knowledge of who he is and the Holy Spirit so we need to be firmly rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. We need to know in whom we believe. Who he is. What's his name? Jesus. But we also need to know him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What are his characteristics? What are his attributes? And we need to know why we believe what we believe. Because the waves are gonna come. They're going to beat against the house. The the enemy's gonna come. He's gonna throw try to throw weeds over your fence. He's going to try to bring people to bombard you and get you to come off your stance for Jesus Christ. So we have to be firmly planted on the truth and the fact of who God is. And Jesus is the only way, the only truth and the only life. He is the way, the truth and the life. Singular in that. There's not a co-savior. co there's, there's nothing else. There's nobody but him. And we know he is God, the father, God, the son, and the Holy Spirit. But he's paul in this section is reaffirming and reestablishing the truth of who god is so that they have a foundation so when the enemy rises up in whatever capacity that is whatever method he's using at the time you are not moved i am not swayed the corinthians would not be movable but would instead be immovable okay on another Mm -hmm.
0: note yes continue I I want to talk
1: about verses 24, 25, 26, and 27 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because it's kind of an interjection in the middle of what he's talking about, and it's prophetic. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of your Bibles, if you have a, a written Bible, you might see little stars next to it. Those stars usually mean that it's prophetic. If the star is filled in, it means it is fulfilled. It's already happened. Jesus has completed that. If it's not, it means that it's something that is yet to come. And we are believers and our job is always to be watching for the things of Jesus Christ. We're watching for him to hasten the coming of the Lord, to be aware of what his plans are so we can cooperate with them. And so when you look at this, this is it's, it's very profound. It seems like it's a small thing, but it's it's so, so huge. It kind of saw it answers the question of what are we doing here? What's going on? What is God doing throughout time? Why is he taking all this time? Why did he make the garden and Adam and Eve? And then he knew Satan was there. And then he, all this journey that we're taking, why are these things happening? It's answered for us right here. And what was Jesus' purpose for coming in the way that he did? Verse 24 says, then comes the end when he, that's Jesus, delivers the kingdom to God, the father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death, for he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who put all things under himself is accepted. So, do we remember in the very beginning when Satan said, I'm going to ascend, etc., etc., and yes. he attempted to overthrow God and he was cast out? But he drew a third of the angels with him. So in that, we have been working. And we know by Revelation, uh, the book of Revelation in particular, that Satan and everyone that cooperates with him will be thrown into the lake of fire and finished up and we're going to go into a clean and purified heaven. That's what he's referring to here. The purification process that we are going through. The choosing ground that we are in to make our choice and our stance for Jesus Christ. Or not for some. And it also gives us a clue into what our eternal state will be. If you remember back to the gospels where the Sadducees who did, who say there is no resurrection, asked Jesus a question about a woman that had been married to multiple brothers and whose wife is she gonna be? And Jesus said, you misunderstand. You don't understand the power or the word of God. You don't understand what any, any of this actually means because in heaven, we're neither married or given in marriage. It doesn't mean that somehow we are less than what we are today. We're actually more and purified and cleansed without spot or wrinkle, that, that bride that we're talking about, right? Which is both the people and the place. He said, they're not, you're not married or given in married like the angels. So when he talks about we are brothers and sisters in Christ, that's the state that we're going to return to in the end. But in the natural, there's different authorities that are set up. We have husband and wife. We have mother and father to parents. We have older siblings to younger siblings. We have police officers, judges, the fivefold ministry gifts, the apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. We have all of those things. And then put together 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Everything else is going to be done away with. All prophecy will fail. It will cease, et cetera, et cetera. Tongues will cease. But these remain faith, hope, and love. So when we come to the end of all things and he puts away every authority, that's also the authority that was turned over when Adam yielded to Satan in the garden. Jesus has already taken that back, but we're going to finish it out. And the husband and wife, I'm not going to be my husband's wife where I've got to submit to him before I get to Jesus or any of those things Oh no, my children and I, we've, we speak about this often you are my brother and sister in Christ yes I have authority here in the natural but you don't have to say mother may I go talk to Jesus <laughs> when we get there no there's no more authority but his own he is our God and we are his people so you can see dynamically through all the layers of what God is doing and how it helps us to function and cooperate today because we can look and go, oh Jesus, I see where you're going with this. I can walk with you. If we don't understand what he's doing, it's hard to cooperate. It's kind of like we're walking backwards. You know, he's pushing in a direction, but we're actually moving with it sideways or going backwards versus facing the same direction and then moving in the same direction that he is. And... um verse 25 for he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet there are multiple layers to that Mm -hmm. who's the body of christ the church the church we are yes he has his feet that are he has feet that are attached to his body now he does (laughs) he's not just a floating head in heaven and the rest of us are here no he has a full body but we are also his body here so you see the two layers Mm -hmm. of us enforcing just like adam tend and keep the garden us tending and keeping what god has committed to us here and then that is also christ putting his feet on everything Mm -hmm. else except for the father and the holy spirit because they are one and then the last enemy that will be destroyed is death and that refers to revelation the lake of fire you know we talked about that the whole thing wrapped up thrown into the lake of fire and there's nothing that's going to enter in and contaminate the heavenly community to, again no lie no abominations no anything else that will again interrupt or disrupt the purity of heaven so that's really exciting for me i go yay thank you lord the the plan is right there and it's not a mystery it's not something that's hard to grasp it's not a far off it's something that we can understand by God not in our natural flesh but by the Holy Spirit's aid understand what he's doing who he is what he wants and who we are in him and why we believe what we believe so we can stand and run with the Lord run with Jesus and not lose heart and not lose or compromise our faith
0: amen and and it also goes into our our role it's, it's said in places in the scripture that uh, we were ambassadors of Christ mm-hmm. right ambassadors go before the, the king, the ruler, the president, the prime, whoever, right, whatever the title is, right? And they, well, you can say occupy the land, but they enforce the, the rules and the structure that has been set in place by the person that they are in submission to. Mm-hmm. And for us as believers, as Christians, as followers of Christ, w- we should be submitted to Christ. Mm-hmm. And enforcing, as you pointed out, honey, His rules, His ways, by the authority that He's given us mm-hmm. as His believers, as citizens of heaven.
1: Mm-hmm. Occupy until He comes. Do His business exactly. until He returns. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, let's pause there for today. And um, with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Kyla.
1: In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for today, God, and we thank you for your grace and your mercy, God, and that you have a plan for each and every one of us, God, and that you work it out to completion, God, and that you finish everything that you start. Lord, we just thank you for this purification process and that you give us the opportunity to, to choose you, God. And we just thank you for keeping our partners and our listeners, God, and that you bring more into the fold, God. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store.
0: said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.